I welcome y'all. This is Leading the Way, a Ranger's Heart, a podcast series highlighting how a community can come together, impacting the lives of others. I am your host, Michael Curtis. On this episode, we have the leader of the Austin chapter of the Travis Manning Foundation, Monica Velez. In order to explore a foundation that honors and pays tribute to veterans and families of fallen heroes with the simple mantra, if not me, then who? I had to make a call into the bullpen on this wintry Texas trade to help me out. First, Sergeant Will Williams. Will, as I have you on the line, can you say in one sentence about what you thought our interview with Monica from the Travis Mannion Foundation go, or how it went? I thought this was very educational about military families. Yeah, it, it certainly was. Um, you know, we continually keep learning new things, and uh, I, I think that was the real, you know, heart of this thing. Plus, we had some fun along the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was fun. Oh, really nice interview. Yeah. And as, you know, we go into this introduction here, I, I do want to own my own troubles in this episode, as I really struggled in pronouncing uh, uh, Monica's uh, Vela's name correctly. Uh, as I struggle, you know, I, I don't wish to insult a person's name. And as you hear, I come on, say, I say like Monica or Monica. Uh, I, I just, I really struggled, you know, in real time as I wanted to give it my best effort in pronouncing it correctly. So, uh, but you know, she was really cool and she didn't give me too hard time. And I felt like we became good friends even beyond that, uh, given that her strength of character is just intoxicating. I, I don't know if you found, um, the same feelings as I did, Will. Oh yeah, um, I mean, I've I've known Monica for a while now, and she's a very strong, very well, military educated person. Yeah, well, if you want to know more about the Travis Mannion Foundation, you know, visit their website. It's www.travismannion.org. Uh, if you're looking to get in touch with Will, uh, Monica, or myself, you can reach out at sharethewill at outlook dot com. Uh, all links and emails will be posted in the show notes. Now, Will, I need a minute to address the outline for this show over the next few months. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. All right. Well, it has been a while since we last recorded and released an episode. It was, I think, a little after uh, Labor Day uh, when we last talked. And last year at this time, I was able to get two to four episodes off a month. Uh, that proved to be extremely time-consuming and unsustainable for the long run. I had a lot of fun doing it, but I'm like, man, there's 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 a lot more than just this. So it was uh, it was a struggle there at the end. But as the 2021 uh, is around here and trying to set goals, uh, I want listeners to know that we will be working and recording and releasing a few episodes over the next few months. Uh, but in the end, uh, we're still working in the community in a smart, safe way as best we can. And if I must say, I do miss recording in person with you, Will. But for the listeners, hang on tight, y'all. We'll continue to bring content and updates uh, when and where we can, uh, like the upcoming Pancake Breakfast at the Texas School for the Deaf. Uh, Just visit the sharethewill.org events page to find out more details on how you can get pancakes, bacon, and eggs uh, drive-thru style. So All you can eat. All you can eat. Just bring it through. Uh, and that's all I have, Will. And uh, accept this awesome music intro by my friend uh, JD Domininsky.
Hi, Will. You can hear me, right? Oh, yeah, I can hear you because I wouldn't have picked that music. Yeah, I can hear you. You wouldn't pick that music. That, that's hurtful. Where, where's, oh, that's right. You, only the Temptations. I don't have, you can't play the Temptations. And plus, <laughs> I have permission. I have permission to play this music. <laughs> hey, I'll play. Is If you can get one of the Temptations to call me and write or email me and say, it's okay to play their music, I will put their music on. Does that sound like a deal? Well, I tell you what, they all did. So if they call you, I really want to know about it. Hey, I'm, we can be spiritual. We can have this communication. I'll do a seance, and we'll do the Ouija board. and, <laughs> and That works, too. <laughs> well, it does, it does feel uh, um, kind of a unique day like it could happen because at the time we're recording this, we could go outside and make snow angels. I'll tell you what, I love this. I love, I love this weather. The snow? I moved to Austin not to have snow. Well, I'm polishing my boots right now, so I can be ready for work tomorrow. Tomorrow, well, the thing is, you're gonna get your Jeep out, get it all dirty. What am I gonna do that? I got a truck to drive from the company. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Problem solved. Okay, Will, we could go back and forth all day chatting it up, but uh, I think it's appropriate to introduce our special guest for the day. We have Monica uh, Velez, and I'm pronouncing that right, Monica. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, some of my TMS family, they're going to um, probably give you a little hard time because I do ask them to say Monica. Mon- oh, Monica. Okay. <laughs> it's I, okay. I, I was going to get him on that. I was going to get him. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, but I'm going to get hopefully get this right as too. It's the Travis Mannion Foundation here in Austin that you're a part of. Uh, so I've got that name down, the TMF Foundation. Yes, that's perfect. Well, Monica, we appreciate your time today, and welcome to uh, talking with Will and myself. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for having me on. I'm excited. Well, good. And if we didn't if we didn't bore you uh, with our banter back and forth, let's let's hopefully we have some good conversation day, and we get to know more about you. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that it's snowing in Austin, Texas, right? Yeah, I I, uh, I, lo- I love it. Same. I'm with Will. I love it too. Yeah, I I'm enjoying it for about five minutes, and I'm like, eh. I agree. Yeah. But I appreciate you guys appreciate it. <laughs> well, let, let me start by saying this. You know, what a force the Travis Mannion Foundation is. And like the words quit never seems to be an option once a project is accepted by you guys. Like if you guys have your mindset on something, you guys just don't do it or just don't quit. So my first question is, do you all have some of that energy you can share with us? Because I'd love to have some if, if you're willing to share. Yeah, definitely. You know, the mantra we live by is, if not me, then who? Um, those were the last words that Travis spoke before his second deployment, um, where he was killed during that deployment. So we definitely um, try to instill and empower our veterans and our families of the fallen um, to, you know, develop character in the future, in our future generations here in our Austin community. But we have about 25, a little over 25, maybe chapters all over the United States. And we all live by that mantra, if not me, then who? So I'll definitely um, get you some wristbands so that y'all can uh, carry that mantra around. Oh, definitely. I, I, I'll i take one. Oh, yeah. I think I have one, but I'll take another. Yeah, I like to carry a couple with me because when I see somebody out in the community that's doing, um, displaying good character or doing something that, you know, above and beyond, 
I like to share one, you know, of course, during, with COVID, it's a little harder, but, you know, um, I try to keep at least one or two that are sealed in little packs um, to hand out to them. So, well, now, now you say the key words are like show good character and, you know, you have to, you have to earn it. It sounds like you have to be out there. So Will, um, I think we have a mission for us. I think we got to earn earn one. Oh yeah. Well, I haven't earned mine yet. He felt sorry for the old man. He gave me one. <laughs> That's what it was. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I mean, so what is, what is it that y'all do with share the will? Oh yeah, you definitely got you. You definitely got to earn it to be in share the will. Yeah, for us, you know that you know when they always say that thirty second elevator pitch, I have a hard time saying it in thirty seconds of what we do because, or if I want to be honest, I just do what Will tells me to do because I just got it hard to keep up. I'm like, if the ranger says to do something, I just say yes, sir. You don't ask questions. It's like if he says, you know, jump off a bridge, you jump off a bridge. That's what share the will is. That's what I want to say. I, mean, I agree with you, Michael. I definitely going to ask some questions. Where are we going? What are we doing? Is there snacks? Yeah, I'm just I'm trying to do everything. I'm trying to do everything and keep up. No, but but share the will is you know as we have will here and you know he was um, he's embraced that name. I have to be honest. At first, when he said share the will and it came up, he was like, God, I don't want the attention. Uh, you know, we need to make it something else, but. I, I, if I correct me if I'm wrong, Will, over time, it's it's more than just a name or of your name. It's it's an idea. It is. And, uh, you know, we didn't come up with that name. Uh, the city of Round Rock, some of the, the members of the city of Round Rock actually came up with that name for us. And we really appreciate it. Oh, wow. And now it's just, it's, uh, I guess it's just took a life of its own. I mean, every day we strive to, to, to live up to that name. To share the will, and for us, it's, it's a way of life. I mean, at first we started out as, as a, a veterans organization, and then we, we couldn't figure out why there was a boundary on just helping veterans. So then we want we wanted to spread out and help as many people as we possibly could. And now we we uh we we get out there, yeah. and the bridge the communities together because there's a lot of foundations that. Uh, you know, their areas of expertise is one thing, and we know somebody that can expertise is in a different way. And when the two work together, it's like everybody's winning. So we try to be that connective force with a lot of different foundations, too. Yeah, we really enjoyed um, sharing events with you all and being invited out to come and help. It's um, been a great honor for not just the chapter, but for the foundation um, to be able to partner together. So I think you all have, I think we've got matching energies, if you ask me. I think um it definitely 2021 is going to be a force to be reckoned with. So, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I want to get back to the Travis Mannion Foundation on, on this point. And, you know, I read a little bit of the bio of Travis Mannion, but can you give a little more detail of who he is? And I know those words are, you know, cemented, but can you give a little background? Because many people may not be familiar uh, about uh, Travis. Yeah, so Travis um, is a Marine. On April 29th of 2007, Travis sacrificed his life in service for his country um, while in Iraq. Um, so Travis lived by this mantra, if not me, then who? You know, he was big um, even during his you know, military service and doing the little things in his character. And, you know, his character was very contagious. And people would see, you know, the things that he was doing and they would catch on and they'd want to do it. And 
you know, when you talk to his family and you talk to his friends, you know, they definitely share with you the kind of person Travis is. And that's what we try to embody in the foundation. And, you know, when we would become part of the Travis Manion Foundation, you know, Travis, you know, for his actions that day, he was awarded the Silver Star, the Bronze Star with Valor, and, you know, of course, um, the Purple Heart. So we definitely try to live up to the sacrifice of our fallen heroes and of Travis. Yeah, and as we talked about the energy, uh, if anybody's been around uh, your guys' least chapter, uh, I, in, for me, there's no doubt that you guys live up to what you describe of his character of just, you know, if not me, then who? Uh, there, there's no doubt about it. Thank you, Michael. That's that's big. Um, I'm tell, I tell you, like, you know, I definitely, when I talk to people coming on board to the chapter, I try to explain to them that it's not just a name on a t-shirt. It's not just a logo. It, this is actually a fallen hero who we're representing and carrying his name around. Your character is always on display when you have that shirt on, right? Oh yeah. And it's, you, it's a pretty, you, it's a pretty cool shirt. Cause it almost at one part, like, cause with the T and the M, but part of that looks like, uh, this is just my character or my kid side coming out like, like an, uh, like an Autobot. It's, it has that kind of like helmet. Yeah. It, it looks, it looks like something like that from, uh, Transformers. It's like really Transformers. cool. Yeah, I definitely love it. You know, Travis was big on 300 and the Spartans. And so um, this kind of, you know, took shape. And um, the fact that it had his initials in it, you know, is a, is pretty big too. So we we all love our shirts and we try to collect them. Each um, event that we have that you can earn a different shirt. Um, and so we have some people here in our community that, you know, collect our the 9-11 hero run shirts or the different Operation Legacy shirts, and so. Yeah. Well, how and when did a chapter of, you know, the TMF, you know, chapter, or actually, let me, let me rephrase that. How and when did a chapter of the Travis Manion Foundation start here in Austin, Texas? Yeah, so it was about um, three years ago. Um, I became part of the Travis Manion Foundation back in 2010, Um I am a sister of two fallen soldiers. I lost my first brother in Iraq in 2004 and my second brother in Afghanistan in 2006. And the Travis Manion Foundation reached out to me at the time they had a grant um, that they wanted to provide my family with. And they brought my dad out um, to watch me run the Marine Corps Marathon in honor of my brothers. So that was my first um, experience with TMF. And then I came back around to them um, in about, I think it was 2016, um, a little after my dad had passed away. They were hosting a 9-11 Heroes run here in Austin. And I joined the team to volunteer and to help. And before I knew it, um, it just made sense for us to grow a chapter here. Um, we had so many people engaged and we had some, you know, we have a large military community in our central Texas area with Fort Hood right up the road from us and San Antonio right down um, on the other side. So we're like right in the middle of our military families. Yeah. And being here in this awesome area, I mean, there is um, uh, a huge need for it and having a chapter here. Um, and as you got involved, what has your role become, you know, within the chapter? Because it seems like a lot of people look right towards you like, uh, uh, where's Monica? She's over there. She's over there. And I know where you get pulled because it seems like everybody just is like, 
points right to you. It's like you just you just like I got this, and you just go with it. Um, so I became the chapter leader, and it was a it was a big honor for the foundation to ask me to run the chapter here in Austin. So I um, help manage events. I help manage some of our volunteers. But one of the big things that I'm proud of is I, we volunteer, right? Like that's the big word that I like to share. Um, and part of that volunteer service is going out and developing the character in our community, right? Um, talking to our future generation and the kids in the area about what it means to be a leader and what it means to have courage and um, showing them with my actions what that looks like. Yeah. And like I said, it, it, it's on display. Like, well, we're going to get into like the Thanksgiving and the YMCA. And it's like, I just, uh, uh, I just try to stay out of the way because I'm like, they got it. I'm like, I don't want to, because if you don't, you're going to get run over. And I'm like, okay, if you need something from me, I'm no. way over here. I'm okay with that. <laughs> just, uh, you, you got this, uh, uh, thing. And, and that's, I have, we have a good crew. We yes, have you do. A, uh, you know, it's not just me leading. It's, um, you know, it's about the people you surround yourself with. And I, I share with everybody, you know, we never want to look at the quantity of people, but the quality of people. And my solid group of volunteers, I, I guarantee you, like, they could evacuate Austin if they needed to. Um, I, I have 100% faith in them and, and the way they work together as a team and problem solve. And just, you know, that's one of the big benefits that we get with working with veterans, right? Um, they have the highest training from the military and, you know, they know how to assess a situation and make a way forward. I, I'm, I'm a civilian. I, I didn't serve. I mean, I have, uh, uh, if anybody's listened to the episode, uh, before this, you know, we, there's this also thing that we want to serve I, and, and, or, or maybe didn't serve or what we consider. And now we challenge our energy to try to serve those who serve. Like we, we want to be part of that team because we like watching you, Monique and Will. We're like, oh wow, we want to raise our hand, but we maybe we'll raise it in a different way to help out and, and things because uh, um, that's that's also tough on this side too. I, I would think of not serving and maybe yeah. and, and having the skill, but there's still things that we can do um, even if we didn't, you know, raise our hand. Oh, definitely. Well, Michael, there's what? Yeah, oh, yeah. You don't have you don't have to raise your hand to be a hero. I know many, many heroes that's never had the uniform on before. Oh, I mean, same here. Just, I agree, Will. I agree. It, 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 it's, been, it's being the person that you are and willing to help others. That's a hero. Well, and I want to go back to what Monica was saying, or I'm sorry, Monique. Uh, <laughs> I'm just Monica. You. You I know, I know. I'm saying no. Monique is saying is you can call me Velez. Velez, Velez. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna be so yeah, tongue tied. I'm already tongue tied. Well, it's just this idea of like you were saying, if you're living by these examples, though the ideas are more important than where, who, when, and how. If you're just living by these ideas, that should be honored. And let's not forget about that. Those ideas. Yeah, that that's definitely it. You know. And when we're out there talking to families and the, our community, that's something that we talk to the future generation about. You know, we talk to them about you don't have to have a title to be a leader in your community. Anybody can step up and do it. If you see the need, um, you can bring your community together by, you know, by you know finding your strengths. And one of the okay. ways we find our strength is 
we challenge, you know, our fam, our our Spartan community to go on and take what's called the VIA test. And it's a strengths test, and it just tells you what your strengths are and this, you know, the season that you're in right now. Your top three strengths might be what you're using the most. Um, but, you know, in the foundation, we believe that everybody has 24 character strengths that they use and that they live by. And and this is you can find these this test or stuff. Is it through the website yeah. or, or, or um, yeah? To, if you go to our website, to if you go to the Travis Manion Foundation website, um, you can join the mission, and it'll talk to you about um, you know how to become a mentor, how to sign up to volunteer, um, how to join the local chapter in your area, or maybe there's not a chapter in your area, but you want to do something. Um, you want to step up and you want to honor a fallen hero and that's what we typically call our our service projects um, we call them operation legacy and you know we challenge the community if you see a need and you see something that needs to be done then you can step up and you can do it you can take the charge of leading that project and you know we're definitely going to be here to help you okay. and i want to direct to the website that i found something on there and it has sparked some questions to, uh, with your mission statement on there with the website. Yeah. And it outlines as follows. That the TMF mission, you know, it develops programs, training opportunities, and events designed to empower veterans and families of the fallen. And then inspires them to pass it on their values to the next generation and the community at large. So let me unpack that statement a little bit and take it piece by piece as... Yeah. You know, you're directing people to the website. What is there for them? Because if if anybody's hearing this and saying, God, I know somebody, I am the somebody, what are we talking about when you say kinds of programs and training opportunities? Because I'm starting to try to, my bigger question is, is that like programs are around like maybe emotional, financial, or outreach program. So what are those programs and trainings are? And, and, and that's, it feels like it's around those three things I was thinking about, emotional, financial, and outreach. So the programs actually are um, going to be more, I would say, challenge like challenges for each of the for each of our Spartans. We don't do any like financial um, programming. The programming that we do do is we have programs for our veterans and our families of the fallen um, and inspired civilians to become mentors, right? And that's through our Character Does Matter program. And what that programming is, is we actually partner together with different schools and organizations and we go in and we talk to these students about character and we challenge them to live their life and lead a character driven way forward. We challenge them to live that mantra, if not me, then who? For our veterans, um, we also have what's called like a leadership program. So our veterans can join in a year long program where they're able to develop their leadership skills. And they're also able to bring that back into their communities and become stronger mentors to the youth or to become mentors to other military and um, veterans or to become, you know, some of their companies that they work at. Maybe they have a veteran initiative that they want to lead. And so then they're able to use that and you know, to do the leading with your strengths program that the Travis Manion Foundation offers. And, you know, it kind of helps just build um, those leadership skills and hones them in. For families of the fallen, um, 
there's one more step of that you can do an expedition in honor of your fallen hero. So like I got to go to Guatemala last year or the year before 2019 um, in honor of my brothers. And we went out there and we built houses for some of the families that needed them. And I say house very loosely because it was actually just a structure um, <clears throat> for this family. And we do that in honor of our fallen heroes. And it's just another way, another service for us to be able to connect and build relationships together, but also another way for us to honor our fallen heroes and, you know, in this healing journey. So it's pretty, these programs, it sounds like they're service programs. When you're serving and you're back to, because that's, I hear this over and over with military um, thing. It's it's a call to serve. So if you have that same type of feeling uh, and purpose, that's what TMF does. It just brings that same thing. So you're just not cut off and you're like, all right, we're done. Uh, good luck. You're like, no, no, yeah, I'm serving. You, you cut off my service. This is who I am. Why, why, what's going to happen? Yeah. Cause that, you know, that definitely is what happens when we separate from the military. And this is both true for our families of the fallen and for our, our veterans. And um, when you separate from the military, you suddenly, you know, are outside in this community that, like you said, doesn't really understand what TMF is, right? They don't understand what, um, or doesn't understand what the military is, should I say. They don't understand this military community that we've lived in. And, and maybe you had a purpose and you, you know, were somebody that thrived in the military and now you're separated from that. So how do you find that purpose? How do you reconnect with um, your community now that you're no longer, you know, in this military family, you know, because in your military community, you know, our brothers or sisters or husbands or wives, they deploy and, and we together as a community come together and we know that the neighbor next door's husband deployed. So we might want to check in on her, you know, ask her over to dinner, go running together, help with the yard. Um, but when you live in like Round Rock, Texas, and, you know, let's say, you know, um, my, you know, my fallen hero is gone. Nobody here really understands what that means. I may not have somebody come check on me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It, it, mm. One of the things that I kind of keen on, and it was going to be a question of mine, and I think it eliminates a fear for what you guys are doing with the community, the civilian side. And, you know, I try to empathize with families of the fallen, but I can't. I, I sincerely can't. I don't understand that. And I'm on my side, I'm afraid that I might actually say or do something that might hurt them. That I mean, I'm not intending to. I just don't understand. But you said part of these programs is, oh, you can have mentors with some civilian counterparts so they get a chance to know each other. I, I got to believe yeah. that's got to help that empathizing. Instead of just saying sympathy, now you get to empathize because you get to learn about each other's lives. And it helps bridge that gap between, you know, the military side and the civilian side. So I really like hearing yeah. that. Yeah, it definitely does. You know, and one of... You know, one of the things that the program addresses is, you know, more than 55% of our veterans, they feel disconnected from their civilian life. And the second is that one in three young people don't have a positive role model. And so by being able to bring these two together, we have now taken this veteran that has felt disconnected from his civilian life. We've trained him to be a mentor, and now he's a positive role model for a young person that doesn't have that. Um, and we do that through our group mentoring, you know, when we go out and we do these character does matter um, programming or we come out and we do the character and leadership presentations or we're out doing an operation legacy 
this is a chance for the community to come in and meet our veterans, meet our families of the fallen, connect with them and understand more, right? Because only through that education are we ever going to be able to um, break those boundaries. I'm sold. Will, are you sold? I'm sold. I'm, I'm in. I'm on. Where's, where, do, where do I sign the paperwork? <laughs> I think I've signed all well, of that. up. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know, I know, I have, and I found out that I don't have any leadership skills. So I'm messing with you. Hey, but no. there is something, there is something that that Mark has said, and I would just like to, for all the veterans, to just stop a minute and listen. Uh, when we sign up, we sign up to serve. When we stop serving, that's when we lose ourselves. That's when our PTSD kicks in. So if you join a a, a, a service. Like, like this foundation or, or some of the other foundations, then you have a purpose in life. You stop, your PTSD gets better because you don't have time to think about yourself or what you've been through because you concentrate on others. The young guys out there, the, the young soldiers that haven't been to combat yet, haven't experienced PTSD. Right now, you, you lock down, you sit in your room, you can't go out party, you can't do out go out and do anything. This is a chance to get out and help others. You raise your hand to serve. This is a chance to serve. Serving don't mean that you have to pick up a weapon and go to combat. Serving means that you help others. And that's what you raise your hand for. Well, I agree with And now I'm, I'm through preaching. No. Well, how long were you in the military for? 24 years. Wow. Did did you did like you like you were just sharing right now like did you experience that loss and that loss of like sense of purpose when you separated from the military? The day I retired was the scariest day of my life. I've been deployed eight times, and that was scarier than being deployed. I yeah. had no idea. I thought I had planned my life, but at that moment when I took that last step down those stairs. I had no idea what I was going to do. I was lost. I, I was scared. Yeah. And I was just, I was just fortunate enough that whenever I came down, there was an older gentleman on post looking to help a veteran. And we just happened to bump into each other and he got me involved in civilian life. But how many veterans don't have that, don't bump into that guy? I mean, I was just lucky. I mean, he was looking to help a veteran, and I was lost. And, I mean, he, he sent me to school to even pay for my parking pass. Nice. That's I mean, really I awesome. just looked out. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I just looked out. But how many of us don't, don't have a chance to bump into that one guy? And, yeah. I, I mean, you know, you, you, you're completely lost. I mean, especially... Uh, a lot of us that, that went in, uh, you know, maybe you had family problems or maybe you had marital problems. I mean, maybe there was a reason that you went in just not to serve. You were trying to get away. And now you serve, those problems are still there. Right. And and that that's all you can think about. But once you start helping others, I mean, those, those problems, they don't go away, but it's... It teaches you how to deal with them. 
Yeah, it definitely helped me with my grief. And I was going to say, when, you sit, when you're talking about that one person, uh, uh, Monique, the, the, it's a funny story that happened uh, when I first met Will, and I think I've said it on this podcast before, if, uh, if anybody's been uh, keeping up, uh, Will wanted to punch me in the face. Oh, I literally, he just, he wanted to knock me out cold. And I even said, hey, Will, um, I'm looking to volunteer. Do you know anybody I can talk to? And that was the famous last words that ever came out of my mouth. <laughs> Do you know anybody who I can help? I heard you help people or volunteer. Do you know anywhere I can, where I can turn to? And, but, he was, but he was deciding whether to punch me in the face or to, or to say, hey, show up on this address on this Saturday and don't be late. Yeah, yeah, I've heard him say that to a few people. <laughs> yeah. Me being one of them, yeah. I'm like, okay, we'll be there. Um, but, you know, our our group of volunteers here in the Austin area, you know, we love Share the Will, and we've had a great time um, at Thanksgiving. That was probably our first event together, right, Will, was the Thanksgiving event? Yeah, yeah. It, it was. It, it was. was awesome. Yeah, and, and this is the part I was saying, you know, we've been talking to talk. Let's talk about the walk we've been doing, like these projects, and i, I you segue perfectly into the Annie's Way Thanksgiving dinner right here in Round Rock. Uh, Will, you have the numbers on that. How much How much food went out the door? Well, with that and other projects that we did all together, we ended up with 3,600 meals. Wow. That's awesome. I can't believe it. It seems like the day flew by. Yeah. Now, that was one part of it. We had, we had, other, we had other projects at the same time. But all together, it was 3,600 meals all together. So, oh, that was and, awesome. It was a good day. Um, now, Monica, they, there's one more thing I, I want to say to you, Monica, and Michael will definitely tell you, I don't say things unless I really mean it. I don't say things because I'm just talking to people. But you are one of those heroes that we're talking about. There, there, there is no doubt. You have really stepped up to the plate. You're a leader in the community. You're a leader at the foundation. And we're so proud to work with you in the foundation. Oh, thank you so much. That means a lot to me. You know, we were talking about purpose and, you know, this is, you know, the Travis Manion Foundation definitely changed my life. They, they changed um, the path that I was on in grief and by giving me purpose. And one of the things yeah. I learned was um, that death might have separated me from my loved one, but it didn't separate me from their, from the love, right? Um, I'm still always going to be their sister. And and, you, you, you're keeping their legacy going. Yeah, the one thing I mean, I'm really good at is being a sister. So I, I try yeah. to, to be the sister I can to every, to everyone I meet um, and try to help out where well, I can. Well, I tell you, you definitely did a good job of keeping their legacy going. And, I, and there's no doubt in my mind, they're looking down on you and they're so proud. They're saying, that's my, that's my sister right there. <laughs> you just you just keep it up. I laugh because there might be some times that they're like, "Oh my gosh, what did she get herself into?" <laughs> <laughs> but Thanksgiving well, was we... awesome. I can't believe um, thirty six hundred meals were sent out that day. It was um, it was it was really great to get out there and um, to be a part of that. I know the volunteers loved it. You know, we were going fast and heavy, um, but you know the we. As in all events, there's always something that's going to go wrong, right? Yeah, and I think oh, that yeah. day, I mean, um, there's, it's not because of anybody's fault. It's just a nature order of chaos. I mean, you're dealing with right. 3,600 meals, you know, one group, I mean. But, you know, you, you know, you guys, there, there's always going to be something wrong, but 
as long as the people out front don't see anything wrong, it's not wrong. No, I hope not. I hope no. they had a good time. You know, um, we we definitely came in with a plan and an idea of how we wanted something to go. And that's the leadership that I'm talking about with our, our veterans in our community, that they quickly recognized, okay, this isn't working. We need to shift and do this. And yeah, adopt um, and overcame. Yeah, and it and it and it changed, right? Then we were like rocking and rolling yeah. and cars were flying out of there and I kept seeing boxes of turkey fly past my face and I was like, Okay, I'm hungry, but I'll eat a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, um I, and I I won't I won't uh, I won't I won't take anything away from Michael, but he's gonna lead into our next project. Yeah. And I'm gonna tell you, I, I get so excited about this project. And you're talking about food now. You'll see me stick away and eat. He'll tell you about it. Yeah, you got to keep the bacon <laughs> away from him. Oh my god, because uh, got it. Okay, this is obviously we you know we're on radio here, but let's we're gonna try something, Monica. Experiment over radio. Got it. You, let's you, do it. You're gonna okay. You take uh, each hand here. You put them in front of you, and. You kind of stick your two fingers. Your you're like kind of. It's the best way to say it, your middle finger and what's the finger next to it? Like the small one, the index finger and the two ones. You hold those two ones up, and you got them in front of you. Okay. Now with your elbows kind of like bending up, where now they're flat in front of you, the two fingers. You kind of okay. do this wavy thing, and you pull them apart. Like you you get them close together, and then you wave them apart. And that is the sign language for bacon. That's how you say oh. I want bacon. Got it. I love that. I'm excited to use Cause, that. Because bacon, because bacon, because bacon's wavy, right? Like you think of bacon. Right. So if your fingers and you th- make that little wavy as you pull them apart, that's the bacon. That's awesome. You, you'll see me walk up to you many times, Monica, and you'll see that sign. You see me give that sign. I love bacon. Yeah. I'm excited about this. Um, I have been practicing some of my sign language. Um, to kind of get um, up to speed because we are definitely looking forward to this event that's coming up. That event is the Texas School for the Deaf Pancake Breakfast. We do it every year. Uh, we learn so much from the Thanksgiving dinner. You know, it is still scary about COVID, but we're taking every precaution. It's a drive-through as least contact out in the open, uh, taking every safety measure, but the work still needs to get done. The school still needs to operate. They still need our help. And um, we're still there to serve. And that's what we're going to be doing next. Uh, plans are in the way uh, to do this. So we're excited that you have you guys all come on board. And this is I, this is my favorite one of the year to do. I'm excited. Well, we definitely, you know, we, um, I know that you invited us. You said you needed some extra people to help load cars and help um, get some of the deliveries going. And so we're excited to, to jump in and come and help out. Um, this is something that we do. Like I said, everything we volunteer for, we do in honor of a fallen hero. So we have been talking as a chapter about which fallen hero we're going to be um, honoring with our service that weekend. So, well, and, um, and we're going to be honoring heroes during that weekend because this food is going out to firefighters and it's going out to uh, some of the healthcare workers out there as well. Already got some confirmation um, on that as well. So pancakes, eggs, Bacon, uh, going out there, feeding people on the front lines right now. Oh, that's yeah, Marcus, so awesome. since, you, since you said that, is it possible for whoever you guys decide that you're going to honor for this event? Could you bring a picture of him and we'll hang it up? 
yeah, and definitely. And we honor him. Yeah, we we honor him because we're gonna what we what we're gonna do we're gonna put posters up with the foundation's name on it. And oh, nice. you know, yeah. So we'll 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 put his picture up, his, uh, her picture, if that's possible, and we'll honor them. You know, we might maybe we could even get it on the flyer. I'm not sure, but we'll check. Yeah, of course. I can definitely let you know. Um, we have a meeting coming up with the chapter soon, so we have a couple of um families that we're looking to honor. So we, I'll definitely let you know who uh, we end up picking. We we try to do a service project every month. So we're real excited about doing this um, project. Um, well, if we can get a picture, say, say if you got three families, we can, and several pictures, we can put all three families' name on the flyer. And that way we can honor all three families at one time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let me get together with those families. Let me make sure everything works out well. And uh, that would be awesome. That'll, that'll be great. Okay. And we'll, I, as we're going to be closing out here. We're getting, we're getting to the end. And I think we've been kind of touching and going on this a couple of times. And this was kind of the end part that uh, was going to be the toughest for me to ask or bring up as a topic about the whole reason we do this is as I come to know more and more veteran families, especially gold stars and fallen, um, fallen heroes, is that there's an overwhelming fear that, they're going to be forgotten. And I hear that over and over again. And I even kind of fear that my own life, because, you know, I'm, I don't think there's, like they say, a human out there that maybe hasn't lost somebody close to them. And I'm, right. as I'm writing this up, I'm thinking about who have I forgot, or not, I would say forgot, who is somebody that's been important to me in my life. And uh, I had a cousin who I lost. He was 15, I was 13. And he taught me about giving my best. And even if I fall, is you know, to give back up. And as I'm writing this, I'm thinking, okay, that's the foundation itself. There's that character he taught me. And that's what I want to try to um, have that legacy live on, you know, and to ensure that, you know, our fallen ones, you know, their spirits are there forever. So my curiosity with you, Monique, what were the characters that your brothers taught you? What was those things that you're like, that you do every day, and that's just like that love and that spirit lives on forever and ever? Oh, wow. Well, I learned so much from them. You know, I'm, I am the older sister. They're the younger siblings. Um, but one thing that they did teach me was perseverance. You know, um, I never heard my brothers ever complain, condemn, or criticize anybody. They were, you know, it, it might have been the worst errand they had to go do or the worst job that they had to go do, but they did it with a joyful heart. And they did it knowing that whether it was in the military or before military service, you know, I remember my brother hated chickens and he had to go feed the chickens and he never complained about it. We knew he didn't like the chickens because we'd play pranks on him, but he did it, you know, with, you know, happy to go do it and happy to have um, something to go do and happy to contribute. And I try to always remember that, that regardless of what's happening around me, that I'm thankful um, that I'm grateful um, that here I am with, you know, my two feet, my two legs and my two hands. And, you know, I'm physically and mentally capable of completing certain objectives. Right. And I think that's the, the one thing I really learned from both of them was just to persevere um, to make sure to to push through all the way to the end. Yeah, that, that's beautiful. I like that. I, I love them. 
he's going to kill me for talking about the chickens. I'll tell you that much. So <laughs> 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 your computer goes out again. <laughs> yeah, it goes out. Oh, what? We're losing. Yeah. What happened here? There's somebody's up in here. I don't know why. Why, why did all those things shut down? Um, yeah. Well, he's gonna be like, please don't. He, when he, when my middle brother, Jose, moved to Fort Hood and got out of the military, he no longer wanted me to call him his nickname, which was Freddie. He wanted us to call him Jose. And sometimes it would slip and he'd get so mad. <laughs> um, he'd get so mad. And then my younger brother, you know, he, um, he didn't really have a nickname, but we all, we all went by the, our last name. We'd all call each other Velez, right? And we happened to be somewhere and I called out Velez and he um, turned around and another person's name was Velez. <laughs> And here comes this here comes this guy and this guy's like trying to to talk to me and I was and my brother's like what are you doing and nothing I used to call him for you and this guy shows up I'm so sorry was, that's what that's what brothers do I mean that's that's the job <laughs> he was yeah he was definitely irritated that some guy was trying to come talk to me inside of the that, uh, what is it called the PX the yeah, grocery store that's, that's, yeah well yeah that's what brothers do. It's commissary that we had grocery store. <laughs> the commissary, there you but, go. Yeah, commissary. Because um, I didn't, um, you know, when we'd go shopping on base, we were visiting them um, in Fort Irwin, and we went shopping, and, um, you know, I just, I didn't realize that other people's last name would be Velez, too. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it definitely came as a shock. <laughs> I, I wonder what, now I'm picturing it, like, if somebody said William, so, like, because, that's not a common name or anything that he's shouting across. <laughs> would turn around. What was your cousin's name, Michael? Oh, Scott was his name. Scott. Well, thank you, Scott, for and, and thank you, Michael, for living Scott's legacy and for honoring him with your service as well. Um, you know, it definitely means a lot when when we think about those loved ones that have passed on. Will, is there somebody that you honor? Oh yes, I've been a, I've done a couple of uh, charity loads, and uh, uh, I've lost a couple of good friends, really good friends. My best friends, as a matter of fact, uh, one of my best friends I just lost about four months ago. Oh. So uh, yes, yes, there's out of my team, I'm the only one left. So there's so many to honor. Uh, you know. My team was pretty good, but they made me who I am, and I couldn't have did anything without them. So I honor every one of them. Well, thank you for letting us join y'all, and thank y'all for having us on. We're definitely excited to continue our partnership and continue to collaborate on different events. Oh, I'm I'm excited. Yeah, I th- I think if I have to say, this, I I feel like I had to end the show here because uh, my Texas allergies are starting to kick in. I don't know how that happened. I thought with the snow outside they'd be down, but my allergies are kind of <laughs> kicking in right now, and uh, I, I I don't want to embarrass myself with my allergies. No, cedar is definitely uh, hot and heavy right now, especially when it's cold. I tell you guys, my le- my electricity is, is out, so it's it's uh, starting to get a little chilly in here. Well, good. Well, that gives oh, you. No. Well, that gives you uh, no excuse then to go outside, lay down in the snow, and make some snow angels. 
that's not gonna happen that's not gonna happen all right well we're just gonna end on that note thank you monique thank you will for doing this i think this was a great conversation day uh i I continue to learn more i continue to learn more uh about the travis Mannion foundation and just people's stories just sitting down and hearing uh and and just to be curious well thank you thank you and this week i will get you more information about the technique Okay, awesome. Well, we're excited. I will. I look forward to chatting with y'all soon. It's like a straight shot looking at her face. She wonders why you come around her in the first place. I think she's lovely. I mean, she's beautiful. To someone starving like me, she's a belly full. Oh, yeah. Uh-uh. She's like a parachute after a free fall. Her indecision's got me driving straight up a wall I know it's crazy, but I like it She took me from the nosebleeds to the marsh bed Well, everything now that girl is on my mind She's a hammer to the head, a shiver down the spine She really got me shook, but hey, now it's alright She's alive, she's alive, she's alive She's alive, she's alive, she's alive a flower in the pistol of my violence don't need a refuge or a savior she's the time it takes to fix a bad behavior she is the time it takes to fix a bad behavior she is the time it takes to fix a bad behavior